It's Tuesday, December 29th, 2020, and it's The Relevant Podcast. In Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And before I tell you about today's episode and introduce the cast, I want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Christian Planner. The 2021 annual dated Christian Planner is made by Christians for Christians, designed for modern Christians to help keep you organized and Christ at the center of your life. It's available in three bindings in multiple colors. It's eco-friendly and made in the U.S., With the Christian Planner, you can walk in your faith throughout the year with space for journaling and sermon notes. And right now, as a listener of The Relevant Podcast, you can also get a free three-pack of cross-grid notebooks for a limited time. Just add the three-pack of notebooks to your cart and enter the code RELEVANT at Hackout. Make sure to check out their amazing holiday deals site-wide and purchase your planner today at christianplanner.com. Well, like I said, I'm your host, Cameron, and joining me for this special episode from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And and uh, over there on the mic, our producer, you guys don't hear from him throughout the year, Clark Flippo. Hey, Clark. What's up, guys? So, you know, we close out every year of this show with our best of. Now, normally, our best of brings you the best conversations and, and music artists that we've had throughout the year. What we're doing this year, because 2020 was unusual and we didn't have any bands come through our studio... We decided to do it a little differently. So on today's episode, we are bringing you some of the best cast moments, some of the most poignant conversations or funniest moments of the show this year. And on the Friday best of, it'll be our best conversations and guests. It'll be more of a guest focused one. That's why we wanted to have Jesse join us. Uh, We're just going to take you through memory lane a little bit this year and look at some of the highlights of the show. Well, back in October, episode 835 we had, you know, it's Halloween, day before Halloween. Yeah. And uh, as we are wont to do, we celebrate the dark art holidays uh, every That's year. Right. That's right. And Very graphically. A lot of sacrifices and things and rituals. I would say rituals fairly. Uh, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we had our uh, annual game, the Church Halloween Alternatives yep. game. Here's a little clip of what happened. This is the time of year that Jesse's childhood trauma really set in, where churches like to protect the children from the dangers of the world, and they do Halloween alternative events at their churches. And so we have a game. Is this a actual church Halloween alternative, or did we make it up? Is this an actual church Halloween alternative, or did we make this up? All right. So, Tyler, you went to social media. You asked the Mm -hmm. relevant audience for Mm -hmm. actual examples of things that their churches did when they were kids as an alternative to Halloween. And then you made this game. So tell us about the game. So here's how it's going to work. Like I went on Twitter and Facebook, hit up people in relevant for actual stories of the of the Halloween slash harvest party alternatives that their churches came up with. So they didn't have to be exposed to the the dark arts. And uh, I'm just going to then I made up a few on my own. I'm going to read you one. You just have to tell me if this really happened, if this is a real listener contribution or if this is one that I made up. Okay, so uh, so the first question is going to go to you, Gabs. 
You feel ready? I feel ready. I'm ready. All right. So is this a real user-submitted example of something that they did instead of Halloween at their church, or is this one that I made up? Start a little easy. Trunk or treat? At our church, families had to decorate big trunks of food for our church to donate to local in-need families, which sounded good, but there was a $100 prize for the best decorated trunk. Okay, this has got to be real because that's a good cause. It's definitely real. It does seem like a good cause, but it also seems like, why don't we just give the $100 to... uh... (laughs) This person bought 15 cans of green beans. (laughs) This person cleared out all the old cans. There's got to be $9 worth. Give them a $100 bill right now. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. That's right. Good you job. did get it correct. That was a, that was a real one. Good All job, right. Gabs. That was easy, man. Y'all going, that, y'all going easy, easy on We're Gabs. Starting easy. You know, We're starting easy. Come on now. We're starting easy. Church, you get harder from here, Gabs. So you're up. Use the offering to actually give to the people in need that the whole contest is, is trying to serve here. Just, I think that would be nice. All right, Derek, you're up. So this one is a uh, this this one uh, this one was called a a shack o' lantern. Our church hosted a harvest party themed after that book, The Shack, by William Paul Young. There was a screening of the movie, An Altar Call, and you could dress up like the different versions of God in the book. Oh, no. That did not happen. I I really hope this one happened. (laughs) (laughs) That did did not happen. (laughs) Derek. You get, you're on the board, Derek. You're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you said the shack, I'm like, yeah, just no. <laughs> because I feel like people who are into the shack are probably celebrate regular Halloween. Well, and exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, didn't, <laughs> it didn't go well because half the kids showed up in Lakers 34 jerseys and Orlando 32 jerseys. They just Shaquille didn't get it. Yeah, shack, shackoween. Yeah. I was going to say, a shackoween party sounds super fun if it was shack themed. I bet that would be a really good time. We don't. <laughs> All right, Gabs. Uh, trick or preach? Our church handed out Jack Chick materials to give oh, trick no. or tre- to give the trick or treaters instead of candy. The tracks had depictions of hell with kids in Halloween costumes oh, dying no. in a car crash and being sent there. Oh no! 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 <laughs> I, I do think that's real. I do think it's real. My gut tells me it's real. Whoa! There. She did not grow up in that era. Of yeah. Tyler, 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 give us you a made big this reveal. One up, I'm worried about you. Yeah. Oh, I made that one up. Hey, hey, can you remember back in the fall when we there was actually things as a slow slice week where just not a lot was happening in the news? Now it feels like early fall. Yeah, early fall. Now it feels like we go through news cycles like within a day. Right. You know, like we, we've had a major political scandal unfold, resolve, and 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 you know yeah. have more questions. Or there's you know the, the the some new update about a vaccine, a pandemic, a conspiracy. Do you remember what it was like when there used to be a slow news day or week when we would like there was things to talk about that just didn't seem like the world was imploding, and you could <laughs> it was hard to find something news. 
worthy even happening? Because yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened. That happened on episode eight twenty two, September fifteenth, <laughs> to be specific. We were. It's one of those days where, like, you know, if the news cycle isn't giving us what we need for slices, sometimes the tail needs to wag the dog. And Jesse made his own news. He got down an internet wormhole researching some weird, some, <laughs> some weird phenomenon, yeah, and then turned it into quote unquote news by bringing it in slices. This is Jesse's fascination. <laughs> With a story he found about a deep hole. <laughs> Simpler times, Cameron. Simpler times. I love the idea that there are things happening, that there are still mysteries out there. There's still stuff that we just don't know, right? Like, and I'm not talking space stuff because let's be honest, space stuff gets pretty boring because it's space. Space is boring. Space is uh, super lame and super boring and only nerds like it. And that's why I want to talk about Earth, Earthbound Mysteries. And I have a great Earthbound Mystery. And huh. I stumbled upon this uh, that uh, the, the, one of the headlines you may have seen uh, uh, going around this week. I'm going to read two of them. Um, no one knows what lurks at the bottom of this freakishly deep submerged cave. Here's another. The world's deepest freshwater cave just got a whole lot deeper so there is a a cave it looks like just a giant hole in the ground in like uh the czech republic they are they already knew that this freshwater cave was like one of the deepest in the world and they actually tried to a few years ago get a measurement of just how deep we're talking here um and they so they got this long fiber line and they put all this equipment down there and you know it didn't hit the bottom they they have a suspicion that it goes so deep that actually at the bottom of this this hole, it could be heated by like magma, right? So there are, you know, there are abyss that exists in the ocean. We're at the bottom of this abyss. The, the, the deepest points of depth we know that exist on planet Earth, that because it, the bottom is heated by magma, that new organisms grow that don't require light, but right. they are able to, to, to get energy from heat that's actually coming from the Earth's core. But that's, that's salt water. That's in the ocean. We know what it is. This is ice isolated hole in the Czech Republic. Okay? Like, it's a big hole. I'm not talking like, I just, it's not like a hole that's like the size of a basketball. We're talking a small house could drop down this You're hole. You're uninterested <laughs> in space, but big you, holes yeah. capture Listen, your imagination. You can drive a car, it makes, drive a car in this it hole. Makes all, it makes all the sense in the world. You, you, you can drive a car in this hole. Okay? I think we're getting this, I think you're getting some perspective on this hole situation. That's what fireworks in there. That they're dealing with in the Czech Republic right now. Okay? We got, we got enough going on right yeah. now. Now we got a big hole to worry about, okay? <laughs> so here's what this professor said. This is the last line. Science Magazine did a big feature on this hole. Again, as if 2020 didn't have enough things. Now we got a. Now the we thought we had a deep hole. Now we got a really deep hole. Okay. Here's the last quote from a professor. He says, "This we don't know exactly what could be down there." Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. There is a hole in the Czech Republic that we don't even know how deep it is. We're not entirely sure how it got there, but we do know something could be down there. Is that not fascinating? <laughs> else? It's like a genuine mystery. We figured everything else out. And now there's like there's a big hole in a far off place that there could be something awesome down there. 
Something we awesome. don't know. How do you? How are you That'd not interested awesome. in space? That's the whole reason that they want to go to Mars and stuff is to see what what's there. <sighs> Just look, space is way too much work. Like <laughs> this hole is a lot of work. <laughs> They don't know what to well, do yeah. there. It has magma in it, bro. Like literally. Like, okay, one. here, Derek. If I could, t- if I said this, hey man, you got to figure out by the, but in the next ten years, either how you can get to Mars, okay, right, right. or how you get to the bottom of this deep hole. Which one you choose? <laughs> like I'm saying, legit chances that you're going to either do one or the other. I mean, yeah, I'm going to jump in the hole for sure. Thank you. Okay, okay, okay. okay. It's like space (laughs) takes way too much work. A hole, it's like conceivably, why can't we just get a really, really long rope with a a GoPro? I don't know. What do you think of this? That's a fascinating question, Jamie. You and should that suggest that. Me... Have you guys heard of a GoPro and a pole? Like, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> I can. I'll be the guider. I'll feed yes. the lions. I need some more. I mix get another spool. Okay, it's a deep, deep hole, man. Well, shifting gears from the deep hole, uh, episode 804 back in May, uh, May 29th specifically, it was at the beginning uh, of really a moment that will, in hindsight, define 2020 for our society in in many ways. And it was a very difficult season for a lot of people in our country with a lot of the racial injustice boiling over into national protests. Uh, It was something that was the forefront of our minds. And um, we got into a conversation about what was happening in our country. And Derek Miner just opened up. There's no other way to say it. He just opened up. And here's what Derek shared back on episode 804 about how he felt with everything that was going on at that time. I'm tired. Dog, I watched my grandfather get beat by six cops when I was nine. I got caught in when I was five by some white lady with an afro. Like, like I got spat on my, my freaking second day of second grade by some white guys and caught a porch monkey. I've been pulled over Mm. by cops, handcuffed, guns to my head. Like, this is not a game. I'm not going to sit here and debate with everybody over the, the facts. The facts are what I saw. And that's a man begging for his mother as a guy stands on his neck. And that is the biggest symbol of what white people have done to black people for 400 years. And as far as I'm concerned, like if you if you can watch a video like that and then not be upset or not even take the time to say, I might not get it, but I'm not going to antagonize black people and try to make them hash up why they feel if you can't see that. We're not family. We're not brothers. Mm. You're not my friend. Like, and and that's mm. the truth. And if you pastors and all you got to freaking offer with all the millions of dollars that's funneled into your church from tithes and offering, if all you got to freaking offer is an Instagram post or daggum, daggum Twitter post, that's all you got? Somebody yeah. who has been across the world preaching the gospel, if all you have is that, 
We're not brothers. We're not family. We're not friends. And that's the truth. Because friends don't let friends go through stuff like this and then turn around and antagonize them in the middle of their problems. They get up and yeah. they do something. You act like you don't know what to do, but you know exactly what to do for abortion. You know exactly mm. what to do for ties and all. You know exactly what to do wow. for everything else. But when it comes to black people, you're clueless. You've been mm. clueless for 400 years. No, you mm. know what to do. You just don't want to do it. Just tell the truth. You're a coward. And you want to watch us and you're watching us die. I have two kids. I'm terrified to send into the world. I'm, t- I'm terrified to go into the world at times because I want to come back to my family. You know how many traffic stops I've been in handcuffed for no freaking reason. Listen, man, you can watch freaking man stand on a man's neck while he begs for his mother and says he can't breathe. We have nothing else to talk about. Like I'm done. I'm done trying to consult you on how to be a human. Yeah. I'm done yeah. consulting you on that. If you're supposed to be able to know, if you're good enough to know the Bible and teach the Bible and, and, and you know all this stuff about theology, then you should know enough about seeing people die and, and hurting and how to help them. That's the God on the street. Cameron, I think there's one, one positive of 2020 was it is the year that, uh, you know, older people started enjoying the technology that people like us have enjoyed for most of our adult lives. And, <laughs> uh, like, this is the first year I think my parents attempted to turn on Netflix. You know, the quarantine forced a lot of people to adopt new habits. Yeah. One day I wake up and, and my parents who don't, you know, prior to quarantine, you know, didn't had a vague concept of Netflix or right. Amazon Prime or any of the streaming services which most of the world consumes things on, but had no idea how to log in or view something or or questioned the whole construct of it. You know, there were right. old school TV people. Within a few weeks of quarantine, I'm getting Tiger King memes texted to me from my both of my parents who are in their 60s, and they're really funny memes that they are now <laughs> not only watching content on yeah. streaming platforms, they're going on Twitter they to find memes, memes to yeah. text me. Wow. So that was a special year. But Cameron, I think we all kind of owe it to one show. Yeah. Oh, no question. Uh, back in episode uh, 795 on April 3rd, we got talking about the one and only, the legend, Tiger King. Here's a clip. Fast forward. Netflix drops Tiger King onto America, which is the craziest docu-series I have ever seen. It almost yeah. it, it wouldn't even work as a work of fiction because no one would believe the twist. Like yeah. I feel like you hear the stranger than fiction, you know, that that sounds like hyperbole. It is the weirdest thing. Like you couldn't sit mm-hmm. down and write this film. Like there yeah. is like every person in this docu-series, like we're saying at the beginning of the show, is the most interesting person I've ever met. And I'd like to think that I've met some characters in my day, but I've never <laughs> met any character just like just people that are like adjacent to the story. Like the guy who pops in just for a couple scenes and he's got like 
the whitest of white hair. He's got like a Gandalf beard and he's just blasting through the Florida countryside on a motorcycle. And the only reason he's in the film is because he uncovers this old VHS tape of of a character um, who who is plays a Carol Baskins, who who plays a large role in the film of her in her younger days. And, and this this VHS tape seemingly displays some of her hypocrisies when it comes to tiger care. But yeah. even those characters are the most interesting people in the world. Like, I don't know how long they've been sitting on Tiger King or if the the executives in like the Netflix boardroom is like the, it, it is it is all wait, aligning. It is all it. Yeah. wait for know, it. Wait <laughs> for it. You know, and it's like now. I saw it before quarantine. Like I it was it was like as oh. all this stuff is ramping up. I had not heard. We talked about it I before not, quarantine, Jesse. Yeah, I had not no, heard did anybody talk. Like I had not heard anything about it. I just saw it like on Netflix, new releases, and yeah. was like, "All right, you know, I like documentaries. I like documentary series." So I just hit play, not knowing what was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like not knowing like mm-hmm. what I was getting into, and yeah. watched the entire thing straight. Like Would you watch all, se- all, yeah. all all seven in one sitting? Yeah, because. Every episode, or uh, you know, each episode is just like more mind blowing the last. You know, yeah. Like I can't, I can't tell you how many times I was like, "Oh, what?" Like, yeah, out loud by myself. You know what I mean? And and I want to preface the listeners: this isn't if you haven't watched Out Your King, if you're one of the few people who haven't started, they should know it it is not for the faint of heart. Like there is a lot of amusement, but this show gets dark fast. Amusement is, is a weird amusement is a weird word. I mean, there is yeah. early on. You're just kind of like, like Who are these weirdos. Yeah, but uh, but then it, 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 I'd say episode three, maybe things take a turn for new territory. Yeah, uncharted territory for in any media that I've ever seen, and definitely in any people I've ever. Yeah, met. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's <laughs> weird and dark, and but but I I do wonder. I think your point is is valid. Like, would it be the cultural phenomenon that it is if everyone wasn't stuck at home? Not just looking for something to watch, but all of like the other thing that would dominate TV if everyone was home is I, I think it's fair to say it's sports. You know, we we miss March. Yeah. Mad- mm-hmm. You know, they canceled March Madness. Mm-hmm. We would be right now. You know, it's a very important NBA game to determine the playoff seating. Uh, the the Masters is coming up. Um, uh, opening day for baseball. Like arguably one of the biggest stretches for sports in the sports calendar. And that's all canceled. So people don't even have yeah. that to watch. So right. if they weren't all stuck in front of their televisions with not much else on, I think it is fair. Or, or the only thing else on is coronavirus. People talk about the coronavirus. It's every yeah. news station. It's just people just talking about the coronavirus. And and people look, man, people should stay informed. I get it. But you need a break. But would Tiger King mm-hmm. be the hit that it was if it wasn't for, you know, the strange circumstances we find ourselves in? I don't know. Today's episode is brought to you by LifeWay. In a culture filled with tension over sex, gender identity, pornography, and sexual abuse, many are asking, is it really possible to follow God's design for purity? Chasing Love is a brand new Bible study resource from apologist Dr. Sean McDowell. 
In this nine-week study, Sean takes teens and young adults through scripture to answer some of their most pressing questions about love, sex, gender, and relationships. Order today at lifeway.com slash chasing love and save 10% when you use offer code relevant. Promo code is valid through January 31st, 2021. That's lifeway.com slash chasing love, promo code relevant. Well, this year marked a new era of the podcast. Uh, When I came back uh, to the show in the spring, we also were joined by two new cast members who you know and love. uh, Artist and producer, music mogul Derek Miner, and uh, author and podcaster Jamie Ivey. It has been a fun uh, season with them, getting to know them and all the, the new things that they've added to the dynamic. But, you know, anytime you're meeting new people, you gotta get to know them a little bit, right? So, Back on April 24th, episode 799, we did a little get to know the cast questions. These are these are always fun. I like making people uncomfortable and asking intimate questions along with ridiculous ones. So here we go. Well, I, you know, it's funny too. I learned, I didn't know this about Jamie because I'm used to, I'm used to you and you know, like we can just, I can just like throw you, I can throw you whatever and you latch onto it and run. Mm-hmm. After we did this episode, our new friend, Jamie Ivy texted me. Hey, um, could you like send me questions like that in advance next time? Because like I didn't like it was almost like she had no idea what to expect. And it was almost like too much. It was really funny. Uh, (laughs) But here's how it went uh, when we got to know the new cast. Okay, I have, as I've been known to do. I have prepared a selection of table topics, icebreaker questions that uh, I'm going to lob to you guys. And uh, here we go. Jesse, you can this, chime this in as well. This makes me so nervous, by the way. No lie. No. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I'm nervous. I, I'm, they're, yeah, they're, they're incredibly awkward. Yeah. And they, they might be a little invasive. I, I'm not nervous because <laughs> these are for our A-list guests. And I, I'm maybe on a, like a watch list, but I am certainly nowhere near A through E on a guest list. So most of these I'll leave for Jamie and Derek. But if they get stumped, I'll, I'll gladly help. All right. We'll start with you, Jamie. Now, everybody chime in if you got something to add. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll move it around. Here we go. So, Jamie, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, which decade do you love the most and why? Oh, definitely 90s. I grew up in the 90s and 90s hip hop, 90s country. I those are the two. It sounds pretty crazy. Those are the two wait, kinds of music I listen that to. Was so <laughs> I, know, yeah, I, was like, I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Shania Twain and, and Tribe Called Quest and Shania Twain. Uh, it's no Billy lie, Ray Cyrus. Yeah, it's no lie. I played basketball, I ran track and I went to the Houston Rodeo. I loved them both equally. Wow. Interesting. Hey, okay. They were, you know, I guess. All right. What was the best yeah. best year for hip hop in the nineties? I'm asking oh. Jamie, not Derek. Oh no, Derek <laughs> no, needs Derek. to answer this. All right, Derek, you tell me best year for hip hop in the nineties. I don't say that. Don't don't ask me that. Is I mean, I think like I don't know, man, because you got the rise of New Orleans hip hop and like. Um, the late 90s, the late 90s like 98, yeah. 97, you know what I'm saying? So you got Master P, you got Juvie, Juvenile, you got Hot Boys, all them. But then you also got, you know, Pac and Big 
You know, I, I started really coming into hip hop where it became like mine, I believe, in like the 2000s. So Nelly, yeah. DMX, uh, all those guys was kind of like my those were the guys that I'm like, I was old enough to kind of understand what they were talking about. I have a lot of questions that we've only gotten through one. So here we go. Uh, Derek, what's your best scar story? Best scar story. I have a really long scar on my left shoulder and it was because I was in college and it was my, it was one of my good friend's birthday. So our decision was to beat him up for his birthday. Instead of just giving regular birthday licks, we just literally just jumped him in our dorm and I went through a window. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we're like, yeah. So it's like, oh, all right, let's get him. Yeah, happy birthday. Boom, 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 boom. And like I'm ho- I'm the guy that's holding the guy while he's getting beat up. And then I go through the window and then everybody just scatters and runs. And we left him with a bill for his uh dorm window. So you know, it was a great birthday gift. All right, Jamie, what was the worst style choice you ever made? Worst style choice you ever made. <laughs> but you didn't know it was a bad choice at the time. You loved it. It was your iconic look. Okay. It, th- this wasn't, I feel like that this is not going to make the show what I'm about to say. <laughs> I want you guys. Oh. Are we going to have to change our yeah. rating? It's like that. It's uh, like that. Yeah. I really think it's not going to make it because I would say this to friends, but I don't know that I would say this to thousands of people. Okay. So maybe I should not say it. No, that's usually well, my filter, Jamie, us. and it's never steered me wrong. It's never steered me wrong. <laughs> I use that same filter. Everyone becomes a friend if you do that. Okay, here we go. So when Aaron and I were first married, like no kids, early married, I had to have been 23 years old. I went and got my hair cut. I cannot believe I'm telling this, this on here to you guys. I went and got my hair cut and I just got like a cute little bob, right? Like I thought it was like cute and in style and my new husband, like we're newlyweds, like everything is like dreamy, you know, and like he could just say, do nothing wrong. He walked in and he looked at me and this is where you're going to have to cut. I am am on the edge of my seat right now. I know. He walked in and he said, your hair looks like... (laughs) A man's Dang. Oh. <laughs> I told y'all this won't make the show. This cannot make it. He looked at me with the straightest face and he said, you have to change your hair right now. And I was like, what? I just got to cut. It's awesome. He's like, I cannot look at you with your hair like this. I got to teach your husband. <laughs> that man is gangster. Yeah. To be able to say that newlywed, that, that's a gangster husband. Oh, man. You know, Cameron, when I think of summertime, I think of a few great American traditions. Yeah, what's up? Um, Taping a bunch of illegal fireworks together uh, and lighting them on and dropping them into a mortar and seeing what will happen as you, me, and friends in Montana dive behind a gravel pit to avoid (laughs) shrapnel (laughs) and flaming chunks of paper that were never meant to be ignited. (laughs) And (laughs) fireworks are part of what makes America just straight up awesome. We're the only country that truly, that celebrates the the founding of our union by spending money on things that will only be blown up for our pleasure. And it is glorious. I I think China, who invented fireworks, might also enjoy 
the the explosions. I'm just saying. I'm, my point is this: when we have something beautiful to celebrate in this country, we just we just do more dangerous things, like monster truck rallies, like fireworks, <laughs> like UFC fights. That's just what we roll right. here. That's and right. and part of our homage, part of our contribution to this fine tradition, is to play a game every July for July Fourth weekend called Indie Rock Band or Firework. It's a tradition I think we've had going for probably a decade now, Cameron. Oh, at least 10. At least 10 years. I mean, this podcast is going since 2005. I definitely think that Indie Rock Band or Firework has been at least 10 years of that. It's always a highlight. It's always a highlight. And here's why. Episode 809, July 9th. Here's Indie Rock Band or Firework. What we're going to do is play a game where it'll be uh, Jamie versus Derek, and we will say, I will say a name, and you will guess whether that is an indie band name or the name of an actual firework. Uh, Jesse, you keep score because I got to okay. pick, I gotta pick right. these as All we right. go. I got it. I got it. All right, Jamie, you're up first. Okay. Is this an indie band or a firework? Wolfpack. Wolfpack is definitely a firework, and I bet you get three or four in it. Like it's like a pack of wolf fireworks. It is a firework. Good there job. You go. Look at you. Wow. Coming Shoot. in, coming in hot. Coming in strong, guys. Yep. All right. Derek. Pinch. Pinch. Pinch? Pinch. P-I-N-C-H. Oh, that definitely sounds like an Andy Rock band for sure. It's an electronic band. Wow. Mess with your boy. Hey. Oh my gosh. Mess after, with your boy. After, after, after round one, we are in a stalemate. One, one. <laughs> All right, Jamie. Rolling blackouts, coastal fever. Rolling blackouts, <laughs> coastal fever. I'm going to say rolling blackouts, coast, coastal, coastal fever, fever is definitely an indie rock band. It is. It's a rock band. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Derek, wow. We're doing so good, Derek. I want us to tie. Like we can do this. I am, <laughs> I am, I am shocked. I am shocked. Okay, Derek, here it is. Flying Lotus. Flying Lotus. Oh, that's it's a band. It is. It's a pretty famous band. Let me give my band. Try to, go, try to go with the mind freak there. But I didn't even know it was a band, this, so you're good. I'm like, are you psyching me out right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamie. Burst and bloom. Burst and bloom. That's definitely a firework, and I bet when it goes into the sky, it blooms. I hate you. This is absolutely correct. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You guys are naturals. I'm, I'm, I'm going to run a fireworks stand pretty soon, guys. I'm, I'm shocked. All right, Derek. Yumi Zuma. Yumi Zuma. I don't even know what that means. Uh, <laughs> it's like, how do you? Uh, we're going to go indie rock band. Yes, it's an old R&B band. Three to three. Three to three. My mind is blown right now. All right, Jamie, fiery discus. See, you, you think it's a firework because it's got the word fire in it, but it's mm. not. And I would think it would be like it would look like a discus in the sky. I'm going indie rock band. I think you tried to get me on this one. It's a firework. Fiery discus. Okay, got it. Derek, here's your chance to run away with this thing. Let's go. <laughs>
All right, what's the score? She, I know she's gone one more time than him. So yeah, it's three to three. So three to Derek three. can take the lead you go here. Four to three. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, all right, Derek. Amnesia scanner. Amnesia scanner. Oh, that is absolutely an indie rock band. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely. Is. I am shocked. All right, here we go. Jamie, Jamie you got. You got. You I'm gonna got go it. with my gut from now on. I cannot this believe I missed that one. Okay. My gut was it's a disc. It's a fiery discus. It's a firework, and I. Scores five, uh, four to three. This is the fifth round. Here we go. Yeah. Sonic Boom. Okay. Again, I think it's a firework, but I think it's a band. Indie band. It's an indie band. Good job. <sighs> That's how right, universe so psychology works. Yes, that was so easy. That was so Well, back in September, uh, you know, our country was pretty much six months, late September, six months into the throes of quarantine. And we got talking about how that was affecting us and our society in unexpected ways. You know, and we got talking about basically we're on a path toward all being the people in Wally. You know, we're just sitting and we want to touch screens and have everything brought to us, delivered to us. You know, we're this is what this is a path we're on. And then I know I said, like, this is actually... This is kind of a dream world in some ways. You know, it's almost like cruising, which is why my favorite kind of vacation, because you literally can live the life of the people in Wally on a boat in the water. Well, our new friend Derek Miner informed us that he has no interest in cruising. He not does not enjoy guy. cruising. And I wanted to understand why. And then he explained his uh, one experience with cruising was on a carnival ship. And we all understood Here's from episode 826, September 29th. Derek telling us why he doesn't like cruises. Man, I went on an all-inclusive cruise. By the third day, no. I just wanted to jump off no. the side of the boat. No lie. You were with the was, wrong people. Get, Come with I'm, me. Well, I will I'm, teach you how to cruise. What, what, you're going to have to teach me because I just, I was done with the buffet. I was done with the Man. with the karaoke. Cruise. I was done with all of it. Here's I just the thing about, me off the side of the boat. Don't tell me it's carnival. Was it carnival? It was That's carnival. all I've ever been on, was Cameron. It? Yeah. yeah, it was Carnival. It's carnival this. is the Greyhound bus of cruising. It's the Spirit Airlines of cruising. It really is. Do, it really is. Do not. It looks like you step back into the show Three's Company. It's like 70s decor. No. Like, it That's is just, awesome. No. Yes. What I, thought. I was like, why do people like this? No. this is, there's, there's the karaoke thing. Okay. Like, when, there's the, when the Royal Caribbean. Pool, there's like 60 people in the swimming pool. When Royal Caribbean <laughs> or Norwegian, you know, build a new ship and then they they run it for 20 years and then they're done uh-huh. with this ship because they, they have a new carnival. ship. They sell it to Carnival. <laughs> and Carnival, oh. like, look at our awesome new ship. You, you know what? You know what the red flag should be? This is the this should be the red flag. It's called Carnival. When you if you go to a Carnival, there are two things you know about the Carnival. One, they're dirty and very unsafe. Okay? Yes, yes. That is what a Carnival is. Man, I'm like, I don't, y'all, y'all, I'm like, man, this must be, there must be like the, the blacks only uh, cruise ships and then the whites only cruise ship. Cause the one I was on, that joint was like, man, I'm telling you, it, it was like a bathroom. Like, it was like, like, it was a bathroom that has like karaoke. It have like this bar you know with awful drinks. It have like prime rib steak that tasted like, uh, like ham. It's just like, I'm like, what well, is that, this? That, I don't get it. It should be a huge 
clue. I when I go to an actual carnival, I'm surprised when I don't see a fight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like where's the entertainment? Stinks, <laughs> people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. All right, all right, all carnival right, is known okay. as like the spring break cruise ship, right? It's like just and a, that's what it was. It's just yeah. It's like if, but if it's if, cheap. It's like yeah. if you and I went on, we, we had, we flew for the first time and we were talking about it and I flew first class Delta diamond status lounge, the whole thing. And you flew yep. spirit airlines where you didn't even, you had to pay extra for an armrest. <laughs> you know yes. yes. And like, we're talking about flying. You're like, I don't like it. It was uncomfortable. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. It was the most luxurious. That's the difference of what we're talking about right now. Okay. My cruise okay. experience and carnival are very, very different. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I, I, this was this was this was pre uh, Grammy Dove Award Derek Minor. So we was broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I got me and my wife. We were like, I was like, what is? I don't. Why do people do this? Like, I was like, I don't, people and people are like, yo, you want to go on a cruise? We're doing this cruise in the summer. I'm like, nah, B, I'm good. <laughs> Y'all got it. Oh my yeah, gosh, that's great. That's hilarious. Yeah, where, where at uh, least at least like Norwegian cl- cruise lines, it's like you know with the cart, like it should be a tip off. Like I've never been to Norway, but I bet it's pretty great if they named a cruise boat after it. Like oh sweet, <laughs> we'll do it. You know, Royal Caribbean. Ooh, royalties in the name. Oh, and then there's Carnival, the one place you, 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 that you should probably get a tetanus shot before getting on about three fourths of the rides. You know. You know, uh, Cameron, we've had the obviously uh, Jamie and Derek have been incredible uh, contributors to the show and really kind of helped round out a really great dynamic that I feel like we've been able to fall into this year. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, occasionally we'll not only have guests, but we'll have people kind of sit in and guest host. One of us can't be here for one reason or another. And someone who always it shouldn't surprise me because I feel like his music is pretty uh, layered with wit and, and sort of a degree of self-awareness. But certainly if you follow Andy Min- on like Instagram or something, you realize Andy's a really funny guy. Mm-hmm. And Andy, in addition to being an incredible artist and rapper, uh, also likes to mix it up when he's out there on the road. And I consider Andy Minio a, a sort of celebrity. So if he bumps into another celebrity, he feels right at home going to uh, just, you know, I don't want to say a cost, but get an experience out of the situation, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what happened when he happened to bump into Ric Flair. By the way, if you or I saw Ric Flair in the airport, I don't think I would know it's Ric Flair. I would think that's a guy who likes Affliction t-shirts. But Andy recognized right away that's Ric Flair, and he told this story. Uh, this is episode 772 from January 7th. Andy, I know you're on a tight schedule today, and there's a lot we need to get to today. I, I could talk about your HGTV reviews, uh, uh, but I do want to. Uh, you're on. You're getting ready to kick off a tour here, and you travel a lot. You're you're a man out on the road, and yeah. you recently had an interesting interaction. That I saw you tweet about, and we I need the know. backstory. You oh. say that you met the legend Ric Flair at an airport, and quote had a heartfelt convo. We got to hear this story. <laughs> All right. So basically what happened was, I, you know, I get to the airport and I'm going down an escalator and I look in front of me and I was like, yo, this guy looks familiar. I was like, this guy looks like Ric Flair. First thing I thought. 
But then it also didn't look like Ric Flair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, I was like, I don't know. And I, I'm kind of like looking and I see like shiny necklaces. And I was like, does Ric Flair wear like ice? Does Ric Flair <laughs> ice it out? Like maybe Ric Flair drip. Like when that song dropped, maybe things changed for him. His Atlanta Connects came through, Icebox, ATL. I don't know. So I'm like, let me check. So I pull up his Instagram and like three pictures earlier, he's wearing the exact same jewelry and the no. exact same outfit, by the way. But uh, I was like, did this guy just have like a... Uh, WrestleMania last night and just wore the same outfit to the airport because this is a wild <laughs> kid if that's the case. So I'm like, oh my God, it's Ric Flair. So we, you know, at the Atlanta airport there's a, uh, what's it, it's like a train car you got to get in. So yeah. lo and behold, I get into the same train car as him. And I walk in and somebody next to me is like, oh my God, it's Ric Flair, right? <laughs> and I'm like, no, don't do that, you know? And uh, he like kind of laughs. He's like, uh, hey, yeah. And so I'm standing in the train car right next to Ric Flair. And I'm like, I'm looking at everyone standing around me, like everyone behind his back and everyone's like, oh, it's Ric. You know, everyone's like pointing. Yeah. They're kind of like, and I'm and I'm like, yo, I, I grew up watching wrestling, so I'm a fan. And, and I'm, I have people that run up to me at airports to, to a degree. I'm like, I'm like normal famous, right? Like yeah. I have a little bit level of, of success where people come up and do that. So I'm having, I'm a little more, um, what do you call it? Like conscious of my interaction sure. with people like that. Cause I'm on the other side sometimes. Yeah. And even I was like, I might just have to pull out my phone. <laughs> just like start snapping off right pictures grill. of this guy. Like, like he's a freak animal in a, in a show. And yeah. I just get to take pictures of him in public. Like I was getting to that point where I was like, wow, Andy, what's wrong with you? Don't do that. Don't be a psychopath. And you know what it's like <laughs> to be on the other end of people run up on you. So, yeah. so I'm just like, I can't. And look, and then what am I going to say to the guy? Hey man, big fan. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 real original chief. He's going to be like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, so I'm Rick like, Flair, right, everybody's I can't a say fan. nothing yeah. to this guy. Huh? Yeah. It's like, I'm Ric Flair. Literally everyone's a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah. everyone knows who I am. So we get off the train and uh, I was like, dang, I can't believe it. This is it. I'm not going to just. Like Ric Flair's just going to be three inches from me. I'm not going to say anything to him. So we go to get, I go to get on the escalator and lo and behold, he gets on the escalator, the same exact one I'm on. And he's again, like an inch in front of me. The universe was calling. That's right. This and uh, I just basically, you know, I knew he had some uh, health issues and I was like, Hey man, how's your health been? Just randomly. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, man, you know, when something like that happens, like, you, you know, you're not sure if you're going to live. He's like, it puts everything in perspective. Oh, and wow. he said, uh, it's one, it's a long escalator, by the way. He goes, it puts everything in perspective. And, uh, he's like, I'm just really a lot more grateful for life these days. Mm. And I was like, Oh my God, did I just have a heartfelt with the four horsemen? <laughs> Did I just have a heartfelt with the chest slapper of all chest slappers? <laughs> well, as you guys know, you know, on our Tuesday episodes, we like to involve you. I mean, we have our editorial question of the week. We've been doing that since... I mean, year one of the podcast. And so, you know, is usually the question is, is sparked by something that happened on the show. 
and we like to connect it and involve y'all in the topic. And so we did that in June, June 26 on episode 808. The question of the week was your best prank stories. Jesse has a, it's one of his love languages is, is, is prank stories. Messing with people. Yeah. <laughs> hey Clark, side note here, go ahead and cue up a, a clip of NT, right? Talking about something deep and profound and theological. Let's prank the listener. Like they think they're getting pranked. So we get a little, little dose of the right man. Done. Okay. The right stuff is what I call it. So episode 808 here is actually part of the question of the week. Your feedback <laughs> on prank stories. As a next level brother, because Brooke's brother was only 10 years old when he hatched this little scheme. He went to the, our local duck, Dunkin' Donuts, and I, I guess outside the drive thru there, and put up a sign <laughs> outside, outside on the big menu that said, Our speaker is broken. Please yell your order as loud as you can. <laughs> Dude, 10 years old. To get he is savant. the goat. He is the goat. <laughs> He just he, is he, the goat. he should just retire from from Frankie at that point. He, he like it would have been like if There's Jordan no victims. Did, no victims. It, it, it was like funny. Jordan didn't. It, it was like Jordan didn't come back after the baseball thing, and he yeah. just like walked away, yeah. still in his prime. That's yeah. what that kid should do. Just walk away, kid. <laughs> don't get those three more rings. You don't yeah. need them. Your yeah. legacy is sealed, friend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so Caleb said this, and I actually saw this on Twitter and thought I was going to throw up. Okay, so this is this is these are his words. Okay, this is so awful. It said he said so if you take an oatmeal cream pie and smash it and roll it up, it looks like a turd, which I hate saying that word anyway. So we were going to play a prank on the weird kid Clark, at camp. That's going to be the clip for the promoting the show. It's <laughs> Jamie Ivy saying the word turd, turd over and over yeah. again. <laughs> Uh, you know, the type who would freak out. So we did this and put it on his pillow. Then my <laughs> friends, oh man, then my friends, this is, I am so grossed out. Then my friends unknowingly to me, this is, I can't even leave her. I'm going to put this on the air, picked butt hair, wiped his butt with toilet paper and wiped it on the oatmeal cream pie. Oh, okay. It smelled terrible. Then they even sprinkled water on it to make it look wet. The kid walks in and it's just, and is disgusted. And I come in and say, hey, guys, look, it's fake. And take a giant bite out of it. <gasps> then they tell me what they did. And I brush my teeth for an hour. Y'all, I thought I was going to throw a twist. Up. A twist. It's, it's twist. like the scene That's in a Shyamalan it, it, twist. It, it, it's, 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 like, <laughs> it's like the scene in Caddyshack. If, if it wasn't actually a baby Ruth that they pulled out of the swimming pool. The prankster yeah. got pranked. And oh, that is gosh. the most disgusting thing I've oh. seen all week. Oh, we, that's that's scary. You, well, we're, we're done. We're done we, here, guys. We used to, <laughs> we used to like the top floor in our dorms. Like every other floor had like regular ceilings, but the top floor had like tile ceilings in in rooms, and it, you could actually crawl from room to room in the ceilings. But we would like position wait, wait, alarm. You mean like ceiling tiles, not like yeah, tile exactly. ceilings? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah with like the so big you could ceiling lift tiles. the ceiling tiles and crawl. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. But we would occasionally sneak over to someone else's room, but we we kind of knew roughly the position. We put alarm clocks up there, set at really <laughs> weird times. So in the middle of the night, their alarm starts going off right above their head, and they're like reaching the roof, all freaking out. One time we put like three, and they're going off at different times. And the last one we covered in peanut butter. So oh, he's, wow. the person's finally getting back up at four thirty, like I can't stand it. Reaches up there, reaching for it, and just goes, <laughs> and you just hear screaming. You're like. <laughs> Thank you.
lastly, we want to keep the question of the week vibe going, get you guys involved in the show. We, one of the things we love most at Relevant is finding funny, nostalgic Christian culture videos that the internet unearths and bringing them to you. Um, over the years, there have been some real, real classics, funny, mm. viral videos, especially from Christian culture, but not just Christian culture. I mean, there's some good ones. So uh, that was the question of the week on October 6th, episode 828. We asked you about, to send us your favorite classic all time viral Internet videos. Yeah, I feel like one of the other things that it always cheers me up in a year like 2020 is watching people fall down in ridiculous circumstances harmlessly but think hey if there was ever near a year we needed YouTube it was this one the instant pick me up these were really fun to talk about and reminisce about Okay, so uh, Joshua Barham. This is one I'm surprised. I, I consider myself, uh, you know, an expert on time-wasting viral videos. Um, but this one, <laughs> it was sent to us by Josh Barham, and just simply said, the best. And the title is, Old Man Can't Say Buttery Flaky Crust. I'm in. I'm laughing at the title. I remember this one. They were, shooting a, they were shooting a commercial for a restaurant, an old man and an old woman, and they were supposed to do, like, customer testimonies. Like how great this restaurant was. Hit it, hit it, Clark. The line is baked in a buttery, flaky crust. Baked on a buttery fl- crust. <laughs> baked on a buttery, flaky crust. 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 She's helping him out. Crispy crust. <laughs> Crispy. Oh, my God. Oh, man. He's going and going and going. That's funny. He it's like that it. poor guy. I, there's one where a guy, and, and it's far, it's it's arguably, it has more profanity than like five Martin Scorsese movies. And it's the one where the guy is filming his RV commercial, and every time he messes up, he has a meltdown. It is far too <laughs> profane for this podcast. Honestly, I don't think Apple would even want it out on the <laughs> iTunes store. Like, but if you can find it and 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 you don't mind uh, just hearing someone unleash a tirade of profanities every time he makes the mi- most minor mistake uh, and watching a, a human RV man, RV salesman just melt down. It's like I that Christian, Christian Bale clip when he was shooting yeah, the movie. A, 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 exactly. That, that Christian Bale, that looks like a Pixar movie compared to this RV commercial. Yeesh. <laughs> Uh, okay, here's this one. I haven't actually seen this one, but Andrew sent in this one of George um, George W. Bush. And I don't know if this has been revealed to you guys yet, but I just think George W. Bush is like one of the cutest old men I've ever seen in my entire life. And so <laughs> I have a crush All on right. him. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, right. so this is, what, this is something about George W. Here we go. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the golf course. Yeah, he's talking to reporters on the golf course. That's great. Uh, the terrorist killers. Now watch this drive. Profound lack of self-awareness. Yeah, <laughs> That's great. 
That's, That's him working well, on the golf course. Working from the golf course. All right, I got the legendary one. My homegirl, Sweet Brown. You know what the I mean? Best. On the apartment fire. So, Michael Ledner, thank you for bringing a good oldie but goodie. You feel me? Go on, run it, big dog. One resident describes her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. And then I told somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> That's the best ever. It's the best ever. The thing I love about her story is she took that thing and ran with it. She is now currently estimated to be worth two million dollars. Are you kidding? Wow. Good for her, man. How? Good for her. She now currently, yeah. What'd she I think do? just she I mean, she became a local celebrity. So she's like getting money for all these different appearances and all that stuff so yeah she's she's like good for her yeah good for her ain't nobody got time for that good for her nobody got time for that oh she sued apple so she made i'm looking at this she sued apple and made money off of that oh that's funny Um, and she's been making commercials for local people in oklahoma so she's getting paid off if you are not so she's going crazy if you're a barbecue restaurant in oklahoma city and haven't hired her to be right. a spokesperson. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, there's one more that we can't play here either, but you guys seen it where the reporter is reporting and he's like got all serious and then the bugs come the around. Him. His mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it is that never gets old. Yeah. My wife cries every time she watches that. She yeah. it, it, Ray, Ray, Ray Guevara said uh how to play oceans on the drums is his is oh, his yeah. All time great. That goes for Neil Perk video. here. Yeah. So I'll rest in your embrace, for I am yours. And you are my <laughs> <own>. <laughs> 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 double kick. You it goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. Oh my god! The, the, the electric drum sound is what really kind of takes it over the top for me, and I just appreciate that. Guy. That, that way up. I don't know, Derek. You uh, you've probably spent uh, some afternoons in a guitar center. That is always happening on the electric drum. <laughs> you go to any guitar center from their opening hours to the close time, and there is somebody on a on an electric drum kit with headphones leaving it all. It's like Garth in. Uh, <laughs> Garden Wayne's world. That scene plays out in guitar yeah. centers around Derek. Is that not true? Uh, and I, I have a, I have a, I have a couple of homies that work at various guitar centers, and they say that that is the thing that drives most people to quit. Oh. <laughs> it's just like it's just, non-stop it's just, drum solos. Thirteen-year-old kid ripping the mess out of a <laughs> guitar with the biggest amp they can find, and it's just awful. Love it. <laughs> All right, that was a trip down memory lane. A lot has happened this year. Clark had quite the job having yeah. to sift through <laughs> hours upon hours upon hours of our ridiculousness to yeah. find those 10 moments that made somewhat sense, you know. Yeah, but very exhilarating. Yeah. Very exhilarating. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Clark. Well, hey, Clark, I really appreciate you and all the hard work you put in this year. Obviously, cameraman, it's it's been a blast. We've been doing this a long time, and it's always mm-hmm. a highlight of my week. And I feel like it, a lot of years we kind of close by just, you know, some degree of reflection. And 2020 was a weird year, not just for, for us, but for everybody. But Cameron, I know you and I, in particular, obviously, we're, we're friends and know each other, uh, you know, personally in our personal lives. And I just know for me, and I hope this translates to some listeners too, being able to come together with my friends once a week, even if things kind of on a personal level are, you know, hard or things kind of in the world tend to, you know, just kind of heighten anxieties that we all have. And we're all kind of very concerned about what's happening in our country and in, in, around the world. but. It's really fun to be able to at least once a week come up for air and Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, hopefully challenge each other with some with some kind of heavier, deeper stuff. You know, iron sharpens iron, you know, and and hopefully I know you Mm -hmm. guys provide that to me. But also it's really fun just to goof around for a few and get your head out of kind of just those headlines that are that just carry so much weight and be goofy about, you know, (laughs) buying scorpions and watching YouTube videos and just, you know, joking around about cruise ships and carnies. (laughs) Like (laughs) this, this podcast. Don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They listen to only 70s rock. Um, <laughs> at a very high speed. I like those old boom boxes that have like disco lights on them. You know what I mean? Like that's carny stuff. But um, no, but seriously, like coming together once a week and to be able to joke around and just spend some time with your friends. Yeah, I not to sound sappy, but it's really, really uh, not just enjoyable. It's life giving. You know, I never leave I a podcast in a bad mood. And I hope for the listener. I know a lot of people, you know, have different kind of listening habits and listen for different periods of time. But I hope that's. I I just know internally that's our hope too that when you're done listening to an episode hopefully you feel a little bit better than when uh before you listened and it really means a lot of people tag along but i know that's what this podcast does for me absolutely all right man this was this is a fun one and to listeners friday we have another best of episode it'll feature the best guests of the year we'll be joined by tyler as well so uh make sure to tune in for that jesse thanks for everything this year Thank man thanks guys. for holding yeah. down the fort while i was out uh, it, it's been a fun new season yeah, and Clark, thank you for all your hard work behind the scenes, dude. I know the listeners don't know you as much, but, uh, Clark uh. makes this happen. Everybody, he, he's doing all the pre and post and edits out all the really, really offensive things Jamie says, cause it's, <laughs> and there's been a few, it's a, it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. I'm it's, kidding. It's, yeah. Jamie, if you're listening, your fans know that you don't say offensive things very on much. Mic. On mic. Yeah, right, right, right. Right. Save it for, right, the, for the, the text threats. Yeah. See you on Friday. Make sure to tune in for that one as well. Okay. See you on that note. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Clark Flippo. Is this your first one? This is yes. I think oh, so. Congratulations. Think okay. Oh, All right. You. We'll see you guys on Friday. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest 
For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. We got enough going on right now. Now we got a big hole to worry about. Relevant Podcast Network.